Welcome to another episode of World and Grand Presents Flavor House. And I'm yours, Rolling Ground. First off, I want to get to knowing you. Oh, Rams won the Super Bowl today on another side new episode of Flavor House. How the Rams won, the same way they always do. Whooping that ass, taking those names, Flavor House. But I want to tell you that not all victories are absolute and that most victories stand as they are present. My victories, on the other hand, seem like they are very small and instrumental to my survival. So I'm glad that I have little victories that carry me forth along the ways to bigger victories and hoping that most of my victories are pretty good. Hoping my kids do well in school. Hopefully they graduate and continue doing well. And I hope, uh, yeah, holding hope alive is the only way we can get past. And they, they say that you got to let go of hope. I watched a few episodes of Midnight Gospel a couple of times, and he says, let go of hope. The last thing you want is hope or something like that. And I'm like, well, not really, really, not really, because most of the time, hope is the way that most people get through things. And it's probably telling you to let go of hope because every day might be your last. And that's, that's true because you don't know what's going to be on the other side. And that's true too. But then again, sometimes holding on to that hope is the only way you can get by. Past the past. Let the past be the past and stay the past and never be present tense. But regret is a big carry on. Regret makes people regret. Because if you want to regret things, you can. I'm not going to regret anything that I did. I'm going to tell people exactly what I did, which episode I did in, and continue moving forward. People should know already that and none of that should be uh, carried, like carrying on my regrets. I prefer to carry on my hopes and dreams. Some people choose to carry on their regrets in different ways. Most people choose to carry their regret in a way that makes sense to them, but at the same time, MC jealousy, regret, anger comes off in different forms. Sadness, despair, all that stuff comes out in different forms. It always comes back, no matter how far you want to push it down. That's the question. That's today's question of the day. Does regret always come back in ways that you can't hold hold it back from? 
jealousy, anger, depression. Depression is pretty much if I had to choose, depression would be that um would be that wrapped up in everything. That would be jealousy, regret, anger, sadness. It's a thin line to walk when you when you choose not to regret things. When you choose not to hope for hope too hard for things that are never gonna happen. And then you have yeah. There you have it. If I have to say, would it be sexier to let that shit go or sexier to keep it? Well, most people would, wouldn't care about how sexier it is. It would be how sexier it looks. I would say it's a lot more entertaining to leave it be than the just mold all over it. A person is alone in the world can carry a lot of burdens. A person who isn't alone in the world can think of a lot of think of a lot of uh, protective measures that protects them from all the bullshit. That's pretty much what we leave off on when it comes to hope. Carrying, carrying that hope a little further than we used to. How do we carry, how do we carry knowledge from where we're used to the knowledge that we're where we are. I would say a lot uh, less and less people think about as more and more as a lot more people think about their mental health, less and less people think about where they should be heading and where they, where they should be going. Most people think when they think mental health is current in the moment and obsessing over the moments. Instead of obsessing over, uh, instead of obsessing over jobs and careers and equipment, they try to limit those limit those aspects of their lives and think that they can build on further aspects closer and closer to their personal home time. I would say personally, no, personally, your your. The success you carry in your workplace should be the success you carry in your home life, in your own, in your own free, free space to prosper, free knowledge to prosper, and any knowledge you carry is the knowledge, is the knowledge that you carry on. I know a lot of Tyler Perry movies do this, a lot of regular movies do this too, where they have sections where they, where you can basically find a guidance tool, find a guidance tool that builds upon your success. Anchor, for lack of better words, is that guidance tool for me. I choose to 
use the use the app the way I choose to use it, and each each way I distribute and edit my podcast is pretty much the same way I choose to edit my life. I know that my life isn't always grand. I know that most of the time the pursuit of happiness ends abruptly. And I understand that people condone their own understanding. I try not to embed myself into other people's lifestyle. Because last time I did that, my lifestyle got worse and worse. It's just how, it's just how things, it's just how things look upon redemption arcs. You have less and less redemption the further you go into another redemption arc. That's why multiple characters are better to have when it comes to redemption arcs. Because you can redeem one character one way and redeem another character a totally different way. And that's, that leaves the world open for interpretation. A better interpretation than it was left and it was perceived. I was watching this one dog show about these dogs. I don't. I didn't know what it was because it looked like it didn't have any uh, words, and I was just watching it with the volume down. But it just had um, a couple of dogs. Looked like they was drawn, and then the uh, with human mouths moving around, and it was kind of like those old shows where the guys hang upside down and then their chin has eyes and then their, their mouths talk without any noses. You know, the chin, that chin show, I can't really remember, but it's like, it was pretty, it was pretty funny sometimes. It's like, um, that orange show, orange, annoying orange, pretty much. And the, Dogs all talk with their mouths moving and stuff like that. But that being said, you can never you can never find who find what and how you how you interpret words. Even when you interpret words the right way, you speak English, your your vocal patterns have different influation of what what is being said. Like I'm pretty sure the show was South Korean because they had blockades and barriers and Every, all the humans kind of looked all the humans were white in texture so white in texture and they all had brown hair or I mean black hair so you didn't really you wasn't really introduced to any uh, mixing of races so it couldn't have been America it couldn't have been England and it um, in a way 
and the way they all moved around, even on a silent movie or a silent show, you can kind of get what the whole gesture was. Like all the humans drove cars, all the dogs were regular dogs. They just talked. And it was mostly about the dogs trying to get home or trying to get past the barriers. And they had on, and they basically had a shelter where they, where most of the majority of, well, the episode began for me at least, or the movie began for me at least, where the dogs were basically, was coming up finding themselves and and yeah they became they found found the human leaders or humans that they were it was a pretty decent movie pretty decent show whatever it was might have been a dream might have not been There was a. There's so many things that goes on in the world, such as the birds chirping, that can be or the grass growing that can be interpreted in different ways. I know. I don't know this for sure, but my life feels like it's all about grass growing, but it might just be birds chirping, depending on how. How developed. This show is. Hopefully, hopefully the show develops more to where it's more of people's liking, where it's not too sluggish, not too gravitate, not too big, not too sluggish. And people can get, get by on it. Relatively simple. I like to think my show is something that you can watch on a uh, short drive, mostly a short drive, because I don't like uh, long drives. I'm not, my edits aren't long enough for long drives across like city lines and stuff like that. But it's definitely something that you could watch on a short drive home to where you off to your daily routines, off to your daily lies and it doesn't interrupt your own on own quote unquote participle of preference in your own life and that's normally where most things come in an abrupt abrupt end or abrupt that's not where most things comes in abrupt end really it's in other bullshit and you can actually interpret what the host is saying what the host understands as the the concentration of each episode Each episode of Flavor House is brought to you by the number Joint Wraps.
Each episode of Flame House is brought to you by Essence. Not each episode, but most episodes. You can try to try to be happy for other people, but will they be happy for you? It is the in, insurmountable reason for different things being projected into the world and different objections laying truth. One does not pretend to pretend to know what they perceive, but to perceive the words that aren't aren't gobbled up into bite-sized nougats. It is the interpretation of a full knowledge of one's own ability to grasp social understanding as they go around the world in hopes that they can interpret the world as they see fit. We do not pretend to know all, but we perceive to know very little. That last that last quote is from a artist. I'm going to just call him anonymous for now because I do not know his uh I do not know the name of the individual. Let's just say that. What is better is to interpret words, interpret lifestyles, and interpret names as you want. Not to pretend or to predict the future, but to hold that future tight and to understand that that future may not be for everyone, it may not be for some. But it is for you, the individual who is living that future, who is living out those dreams. I want my kids to understand that they are loved by their mother. I want I want them well I'ma say they no longer my kids due to the fact that their mother holds the reins of what they do in their future tense. They are not controlled by their mom. They are not controlled by me. But when it, when they are fully adults, they are not controlled by their mom. They are not controlled by me. When they are young, they are technically property of their parents. I am I am only parent by what my my ex does and say, I can only be a parent as long as I accept my faults, accept my weaknesses, and accept my the life I live. 
And as of right now, the only thing I can accept is the fact that I do not control my life. My life is controlled by things I neglect to do and things I do. So I hope to get a job. I hope to get to advance my life, but if that ever happens, if that ever occurs, will it stay that way? To me, I am not very sure it will stay that way. Cause I'm always ups and I'm always up and down on different things. And because of those ups and downs It's all about if and when I can be a great person before I am a father. Whether whether or not I am a great person is up to me. Whether or not I'm a great father is up to the way I perceive to live my life. And for now, I do not know if I can live that great life, that noble life that I want to live, that noble life that I can see myself living, that noble life that I can live myself. It's it's tough to get a hold on what I think at this moment. That's the only thing I'm sure of. Hopefully you can too. And when and when I say hopefully you can too, I mean hopefully you can understand that not everything will be given to you, not everything will be like abandoned. these episodes in hopes to not only get money not only to receive a bountiful harvest as they say but also to also in hopes that other people perceive what I am saying as knowledge when you work for money you don't work for yourself you work for the thing you are working towards now, that could be perceived as a good thing. That can be perceived as a bad thing. The thing you work towards. The thing you hope towards. What do you hope towards? What do you hope to benefit from? What do you hope to benefit to? You don't ever want to let money control what you benef- what your benefits are. You don't ever want money to control who you are. In that moment, you don't ever want to hope that. You don't ever want to lose that. You don't ever want to lose that at all. What's what's that? You can lose hope. They still be strong. I lost. I lost hope many times in my lifetime.
That's all I can say about that. That's all I can say about hope. When you say about, when you talk about hope, you you'll find out what you're talking about. That's the only thing I can think of. When you when you save up, when you save up about when you save up that money, when you save up that intuition, when you save up the knowledge, then you will be able to find out what what's in life is worth living. That's all I could say. I'm going to have to find a new way to... Find a new way to save up... Save up the knowledge that I learned from... And hope that that will benefit me earlier. Or later in the future. Later in the future. I talk about a lot of... I talk about a lot of losing... Losing uh, guidance and a lot about losing, for lack of a better term, my religion. You can lose your religion and and out of time itself, and then you can find it again. You can find hope again. You can find time again. You can find what is like. You can define what is hope for you. Stop me when stop when stop me when I'm too ahead too ahead of time. That's all I can say. Interpreting your own thoughts to where it benefits you. It's hard. It's harsh. It's a harsh way of life. It's a being alone. Being alone is a hard, harsh way of life. People can think they can live alone, but as soon as they think they can live alone, they're eating fast food. As soon as they think they can be alone, they're buying groceries. As soon as they think they can, they can tell other people how to live their life. Like talking to a friend, a neighbor, a co-worker. You can never live alone for... You You can only live alone for so long, is what I'm trying to say. There's only so many things one person can do. Now, a person can do a lot of things perfectly by their occupation, perfectly by their job. You heard me perfectly by... Thoughts, um, part, part thought, part conversation. Anything else is nothing. Hold no, nothing can hold an individual back from learning what they perceive as thought. The knowledge you have and the knowledge you build. Is not just your own knowledge. It's the knowledge of your ancestors. And your ancestors interpret the meaning of that knowledge. Great movies that perceive this is X by X by Spike Lee, which is a Malcolm X, which is a movie about Malcolm X. And I like that movie because it 
it it allows for omniance in a way that you have to pay attention to the movie. If you don't pay attention to the movie, you won't you won't find out what what your own what you believe is the defining factor of that movie. You have racists who think bigger than that, so another movie would be um American History X. I don't mean to get all American History X on myself, but Curve Stomping. Anybody know what Curve Stomping is? That scene right there is a depiction of how much hate an individual can have for another individual. How much love that an individual can have for their own country. How much understanding that each individual can have in that movie about like everything you see in that movie is how people perceive themselves if you're a movie critic that movie alone would teach you everything you need to know about criticizing any film you need to criticize it is that good of a fucking movie American History American History X is the opposite of Malcolm X and only when it comes to critiquing a movie you can flip you can, you can flip side it where you can use the same you can kind of you, you can kind you can actually use the same um opposite approach for American History X as the pride for the white race pride for the uh opposite of the white America that most people perceive and the opposite of how America is perceived by most blacks. Then you flip to Malcolm X and say that same thing about Malcolm X, how most, and vice versa, how most black Americans perceive America, how how Black America perceive their pride in their country, how Black America perceive their pride in their pride in their pride in the America that was promised to them, which is a similar, which is so similar in fact that when people call call other people's race traitors, all you gotta do do is. Watch watch each movie. Literally, if you hear the word race trader somewhere else, just flip to another movie. If you hear the word race trader in one movie or examples of terminology of race trader, flip to the other movie. And you can literally stop yourself on each part and be like, okay, this is why my job is to critique movies. And you like each movie the same way. Now for for that to any anybody you see on the street and honestly if you're if you don't consider yourself a racist but consider the opposite movie better than the other movie to me, 
I feel like that's the epitome of hypocrite. Both movies present the same debacle, and I'll leave it at that. Because you you have to present a thesis on why that's true. And that's just the thing. There's no thesis that represents what I am talking, what I am feeling, what I am describing, other than understanding and talking and describing it for yourself. So grab a pen, grab a pencil if you have to. Either way, my words will not change on this subject. It's the America that we live in to where people can see something as racist and then go about their day doing the same exact shit over and over, white or black. I can only speak for my own interpretation of the situation. And I'm tired of feeling all bad about whether it's a black problem or a white problem. I'm pretty sure there's thousands of people who who thinks the same way and they tired of describe they tired of describing, not prescribing cuz they never, nobody's really prescribing any thought, any feeling, any example of. If we all go back in time right now, there's not a single person who, would, who wouldn't fall to peer pressure. Peer pressure is the ultimate equalizer. It allows you to know exactly how people stand on the outside of your body. And that's it. It's, it's nothing to do about the inside of your body because if it was the inside of your body, no one would care about Joe Rogan talking about the, saying the N-word. How freely I can say the N-word and how disrespected everybody feels if he quotes somebody saying it, if he makes, if he tells you a joke that describes the N-word in it and how most black comedians prescribe it and would say the N-word. I don't know why I keep saying prescribe. You can't prescribe to anything. You guys sub- subscribe to it. Unless you taking pills, I'm taking pills for a lot of a number of reasons, and my pill, my pill count is pretty much the same. I'm having trouble with quit. Sm- I'm tr- having troubles with smoking cigarettes. I'm having trouble with how much cigarettes I smoke. But I can never quit. You can say I can quit, but 
every time I pick up a cigarette, it's like telling somebody else to tell me how to quit smoking. And it's really and it's really tough to tell tell another person they can quit smoking cigarettes. It's a rough debacle when it comes to smoking cigarettes. It's a rough debacle when it comes to Anybody hear birds chop chirping? It's like the birds, like you can hear people, you can hear the English or you can hear a different language depending on if you um, are illiterate in that language from where a bird chirp. The way birds chirp. They chirp for knowledge of the people, knowledge for people who are there. You listen to your body while you meditate, you can tell your body tells you it needs stuff. It doesn't tell you it needs stuff in the natural, in a, uh, it doesn't tell you it needs stuff not in non-naturally. Like when it, your body says it's need water, it may not be in your own language, it's in the language of the body, of the human body. Like, like when you get a uh, hickering for water, when you like your body makes these like sounds like plants do. Plant plants make sounds, but they don't. It makes that sound where you can tell you can tell it's telling you that you need water. Like Like, I believe if humans didn't talk to each other, that's how they would ask one another if they needed water. Or ask one another what they need. Like, a baby would tell a parent they need milk by making that sound. That's how they would know that the baby is illiterate enough to tell the parent or the body would be literate enough to tell the parent that it needs something to... Simple, something to drink, something to, some. it would tell you that I need food the same way. Um, like, I sat in my room laying down one day and I was, and I felt dehydrated, but I didn't want to get up to get water. My body was making these sounds and I was interpreting, interpreting these sounds as what, what is what is the body actually telling me? Took me a minute to realize, okay, the body's telling me I need water, I need something to drink. And then I started pondering on if that's everyday thing, if that's an everyday thing with everything else. And it's an everyday thing with everything else. You hear the stomach, the stomach growls, if it needs something to eat, it'll go oh, something like that. And you can tell just by the way your body turns on itself naturally how how and when 
the body wants something. I like the natural process of things. Because the natural process of things can tell you if you need emotional connections, the natural process of things, if you need help with something. Hmm. Like you need warmth, you need tenderness, you need kindness, and most importantly, you need something to entertain your body with. You need sound. Your body will always tell you you need sound. Your body, your, you don't, and you, you can try to change the subject as much as you can, but sooner or later the subject will come back. It, it won't come back as a haunting feeling, but it will come back as a, as something that doesn't lack, doesn't lack in movement, doesn't lack in understanding, doesn't. It doesn't lack anything. And that's when you know that... That's when you know that you're whole in that in that moment, in that predicament, in that understanding you're whole. Whether you're strong enough to interpret that whole is really up... To, is really remains to be seen. And that's what we... We... We focus on as we get started on our daily lives. And with that, this has been another episode of Flavor House Presents Explaining the Marvel That Is the Earth. That's a good title. And I'm your host. Michael Arrington, thank you for joining us. In the next exciting episode of Flavor House Presents Urban Wrestling. On another episode of Flavor House, I will be frying some sweet potato chips. Teaching you about compound tent, compound sentences, compound societies, compound references to a compound sentence. Yes, thanks for in your hands. Now we have another exciting episode of Flavor House presents compound sentences. To how many in the class would like me to tell you? Compound sentences, one compound sentence is, would you like to follow a sentence? This one's mine. That's one compound sentence, for sure. And I know most of the area, most of people here in this area knows that 
What I try to think of on first house is try to keep my mental mental flexible. And I don't try I try to think of how to how to work my money and I try not to overwork my brain. My brain is very overworked. I have to switch to wrestling. And when I switch to, raise your hand. But exercise is. Maybe your teachers told you about exercise. Maybe your teacher told you about exercise and how to shoot a gun, how a gun is used. They know what the conflict of a sentence is. And we know that conflict, if you have conflict of words, you have conflict of sentences. So as I talk about wrestling, as I perform wrestling maneuvers, I will talk to you about compound sentences. Maybe once in a while I'll pop up and shoot the compound sentence out. What's another compound sentence class? Maybe you heard of. That's the compound sentence. What's another compound sentence? Structure. Raise your hand if you know what the word structure means. Everything involving words involves structure. Allow those structures to perform in a loud class, in a not so loud class. You hear two different sounds, but they all equal, maybe you heard another sound, but they all equal the same sound. You must be easy learners. Harder hearing, factually based, easy learners, harder hearing, make malleable assets. In sense, all students have all students have access to their brain, to their power, to their understanding, and they may know when it's time to play, when it's time to work, when it's time to move yourself. From the existential thought there is. And what is the existential thought there is? Raise your hand, receiving A pluses. Thoughts of shots going off because your neighborhood isn't nice. Doesn't matter. Come to school. Thoughts of someone not wanting you to come to school because. They perceive you as an asset to them. Doesn't matter. Come to school. The reason why I say that is because no matter what, people outside of school have no bearing of what happens inside of school. And if you prefer history to be violent history, they do not make it my history. My history is black. This is Black History Month. This is Stockdale. And sorry, for my what class? Hangover. If you got a hangover, you know how terrible it is. You don't know how terrible hangover is, sit your ass down. If you don't like sitting down, you don't have to sit down. Teachers can stand up for themselves. reason why I like to cuss a lot is because I like to make sure that everybody is 
in the right place at the right time with the right adversaries. Your adversary is each other. We must make sure the future is bright for what? Each other. We must make sure that your teacher is right to who? Each other. If your teacher is stressed, you're stressed. If you're stressed and your teacher is stressed, your teacher should ask you, hey Jimmy, why are you stressed? I don't know why I'm stressed. Two, my, my game board died. Well, your teacher gonna say, stop playing with the game board. No kids if it die. Get straight in. And then your teacher will be stressed because he told you to stop playing with your game board. So now you gotta see in class because your teacher don't know what he's talking about. Your teacher, your teacher gonna be like, why you, your teacher should have been like, why are you acting up? Your teacher gonna say, I'm acting up because I don't know why. Now that's what you say to your teacher. That is a compound sentence I would perceive. I have compound sentence. In that compound sentence, I said what? Why are you, why are you stressed? Do you know why? Your teacher might tell you, well, you might not tell your teacher anything, you might keep silence. Code of conduct, understand, standable. At this point, your teacher might ask you, hey, are you okay? Are you, can you, can you at least explain to me something else? And then your, your teacher might say, how is your home practice? Is your home doing well? You might say, my home is doing all right. But you might feel wrong about saying that. You might feel disrupted somewhat. You might feel like you're having trouble, you're having trouble talking to your teacher because you can't talk to your teacher. To be honest, you can talk to your teacher about any fucking thing. Any fluffy thing, any fluffy thing, because your teacher is right to be asking you, what class? Compound fractures. I mean sentences. Oh, no, Lord Jesus, why? Now I'm in jail because Lord Jesus didn't know what <laughs> Nobody cares if the adult goes to jail because he most likely hurt another human being. If that human being is hurt by, if he hurts a student, and a classroom instructor cannot tell the cop why he hurt the student, or the cop can't figure out why he hurt the student, then he can't hurt the student. He should figure out how and why his life is being flipped upside down. And until then, he will be living on his own, or living on a couch. And if it is a woman, the exact same participle backwards and reverse until they flip it and reverse it again. If they can't flip it and reverse it again, then it's hard for them to get away in your arm. And that's what I say right now. It's hard to live alone in a house that is a compound bicycle. And I feel, I feel mighty in this house as long as I have something projecting my heart to the world. If I can project my heart to the world 
like an eagle laying a hawk or a, even a raven perhaps laying on my arm gently enough for me to know that my heart's in the right place even though it's not where things fit continue on we'll make sure that things fit later on so if you have a problem later on let me know because i always have a problem with what collapse my collapse postpartum syndrome post-trauma diagnosis disorder it is a disorder that we talk about a lot in this area especially for those whose parents used to be in the military or still in the military thereof. It is the thoughts that count. Not the, peop not the misunderstanding from the people. My apologies for mixing my words. I'll tell you what. If I touch, if I touch my daughter in any type of way, I'll be the first to let you know. I'll be like, oh, God, Jesus, take me away. Lord Jesus, tell me to stop. Why do you tell me to stop, Lord Jesus? Why? And that's just the truth. I'm not a man who mixes words. I'm not a man to mix feelings with. I'm just facing the exact same misunderstanding as everybody else. And if the world was less worried about less worried about people running naked in the streets and more worried about people raping children, we would have a better understanding of what's the difference between reason why we wear clothes and fine linen and why we hold sheets at high standards, at high accountables. If I, if you have it up to me, this would be a sex ed class. You'd be learning, why do people wear clothes? I would be like, they wear clothes to flock, flock their understanding, to flock their understanding, to hold their verbs high. Hold their what? Yams. 
because these lectures are true. No matter what the words are, no matter what the precise understanding for us talking together in so many different ways, in so many different participles, the teacher is correct. The teacher is correct. He demands what class? The train says it first. Train spells it out. And if the train didn't say it, without a doubt, R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Find out why it means to me. On this episode of Flavor House, I present to you common understandings from common people. I myself am not a teacher. I am a master thereof. A master of their what? The great many things, the great many participles. Why do I master athletics? But I choose to learn to master books. Well, I learned to master athletics first when I was younger. We ran, we walked, we played. All people are masters of athletics. Socrates said to himself, a man is not a man until he mastered himself. Until he learned, a man who does not choose to exercise is like a man who doesn't choose to acknowledge. Socrates only spoke, spoke to people within his knowledge, and most of his class, most of his class of learners were men. Everyone who studies Socrates know this. Everyone who studies Socrates know that. You can choose to throw the spear, or you can grab the arrow, which is malleable. Some things the brain interprets on a wah-wah. Some brains the train go woo-woo. And still, men or women are perceived as different. Why is that? Why are men perceived different as women? Different warning noise, different pride pride, different nalities. If you choose to partake, different structures. Why are different structures good and why are different structures bad? Well, I tell you this, when y'all reach 15, because we know kids are bad as fuck, when y'all reach 16, y'all figure it out. For those who, who write the right age of 16 anyway, thinking they more smarter than their teachers, they learn to be burnt and crispy because they their knowledge overflowed themselves. I know my knowledge overflowed my, myself, so I study Socrates. I study understanding. I must stop here because I became a burnt. Why did I stop? Because I became a burnout. Burnouts are not good for what? Society structure. You do not have a societal structure because you have over exerted yourself. Thank you for raising your hand. 
both my hands plenty of times. That didn't work. I put my hand down plenty of times. That didn't work. I did the homework. 75 is all around. That didn't work. I thought I was going to college. Went to take college courses. That didn't work. So why did... Now, I was half. Why didn't it work? Raise good. Thank you for raising your hand. You, sir, should get a sweet potato chip. Sweet potato chip is delicious. Compound sentences. Compound sentences, class. Wrestling. Back to wrestling. Why is wrestling structure? Because you land your head on pause. You land your head here. You are. Creating Saboku, Saboku, Haberkiri. What are those terms? Terms of suicidal thoughts. Sorry, I did not raise my hands. Most of us are too old, too young, too different to know what these are. Thus, PTSD thrives in the military. I'm telling you this. Military schools are going wild right now with this knowledge. Dr. Huggins, Dr. Ellen Wilby. I should choose not. Either they learning tactics or they eating sweet potato chips on their fucking asses. I said, where's my rations? Sweet potato chips are today's rations. If you don't like peeling potatoes, you will. Because everybody eats in Flavor House and the rations persist. You can't do a crunch. You can't do a sit up. If you all listen to that bird outside over me, I feel like a milestone for push-ups is a milestone for the world. But one milestone I will not cross, that has been crossed multiple times, is not honoring gap that should be honored. People who die for us have PTSD for a while. People who died because of us also have not been honored. That part is what it is. Is that a compound sentence? Raise your hand, perhaps, perhaps. We need two instrumentations. One is the arrow. The other is the spear. Who carry the spears and watch for the bows? You say the crows, the crows. They raise their hands, raise their hands. How old are the crows? It doesn't matter. 
The crows are. The crows knows. The crow knows. The Felix, Socrates, he once was a crow. He threw spears and caught arrows. How did he catch the arrow, Clasps? Raise your hands, raise your hands. And firmly grasp the bow. My teacher always taught me one thing. He taught me to know your enemy. And that's pretty much it. I never heard anything else from that man after that. Pretty much graduated fourth grade, went to Auburn University on a field trip, but I still went, motherfucker. I still went. Those who didn't go to Auburn, tough, tough skittles, tough skittles, thoughts of Rhode Island, thoughts of Purdue, thoughts of sweet potato chips. Couple rations later, I got my own apartment. And the thoughts thereof still persisting. Still need a car. Who can shoot the arrows from the spears? Away from the spears. We must aim. We must aim high away from the spears. How will they block it then? Says the deers. The deers tell them they'll block it. The deers tell them they'll block it. They shoot the arrows away from the deers, show their spears, and still they caught arrows and throw more spears. Who are these men? These men of plenty. They're not the army. They're not the navy. Still, their captains land ships. Their captains land ships. This must be wrestling. Greek, Roman. I knew many of men in these compound sentences. They say. We were done with that. We are men among men. Now it's time to rap. And all I hear is Twitter. So they they use their middle finger and plug more arrows, more bows, more bows. We must quench their thirst. For blood they came, for blood they came. Are we still talking about wrestling class? You can bet your sweet ass. Everything you do is fundamental in any position you throw yourself. Any asset you lift off on, any understanding of those assets, any shapes and forms that learn structure, even though you can never perform those structures. I know this for certain. In the thoughts there is, the thoughts there was, and the thoughts there ever will be. And when who made the best quote land by far with this structure? Raise your hands, perhaps, perhaps. Perhaps raise your hand, perhaps raise your hand. Back to our wrestling class. So they threw more arrows because they knew they was reaching too slow. Maybe it's their accuracy. Maybe it was their bow. They changed the bow structure. Went from compound, went from long to compound. Compressed 
long compound to compress to see if they could take down these people. And what was it that they guessed? They still don't know. How do they block? How do they catch their arrows? No bows, no bows. How do they throw their spears? No bows, no bows. How do they walk with a lunge? How do they talk with respect? They walk with these lunges. They talk with respect. These men are plenty. These men, I guess. Reaching in, wrapping around the leg, both, both feet, tighten the knee, push down on, push, slip one on under, gable grip under the leg, push down with your ear, push. How do you do that? What's the gable grip? So many fucking unanswered questions. What do you want from me? But back to my analogy. 
What is this weapon that they use so simply that caused them to lunge, lift up, caused them to flip, use their spears in many, use their swords the same way, slice the hills, push through the blockades. These movements, these movements, they ran all, they ran all. And still we do not know what weapons they call. To the crows, to the crows, that's all they yelled. To the crows, to the crows, that's all they came back. And nobody figured out what happened in the middle. Nobody figured out what a phalanx was at. What's the phalanx they yelled? What's the phalanx can be? What the phalanx said the Greeks, said the Romans, said three. Three Romans, legions, three Greek legions, and all these warriors came back with was broken arms and pelvises that lent a structure, terribly structured, that, I might add, because knock on wood, speaking of capital citizens is a federal crime. And we try to teach all the classes. The many methods that rhyme. So I will now tell you who the greatest ever was, the greatest ever is, and the greatest ever will be. Owen, the Hitman Heart, people. Owen Heart. The Hitman Owen Heart. The greatest ever was. I'm not nugget. Greatest say in the world. Do you know why he was not nugget? Because he gave no shits. He gave all he knew. He, when he pulled that blue falcon suit, he knew he could fly. He knew why he flew. He knew why he was a he became a wrestler. I like Owen too. If you don't like Owen and you're a wrestling fan, fuck out of here, you. Thoughts there up. But yeah. The easiest thing to do is lose your senses during pain. When a painful situation occurs, you must black out the pain, go towards it. As soon as you, as soon as you black out and go towards it, your whole body must go towards it. There's ways to elaborate where you can go out of the pain. There's ways to, uh, now you can elaborate on why you go into the pain. You try to, why we keep these structures? Perhaps we know why. They said block for protection or many will die. The failings protected them. The failings knew how, but what is used for the failings? Let all know how. Sierra, Hotel, Indigo, Alpha, Lima, Delta, a shield, a shield. What is a shield, said the Romans. What is a shield, said the Athenians. What did the shields say to the Greeks? Takes three, takes three. The shield is a weapon 
and a defensive tool used by the Martinis. The Martinis used the shell. What do the what do Army call Martinis? Marines. Yay! And we the victors. If you're not a Martini, then you ought to tequila for the Martini. Tequila. What is the tequila? The Navy. Who runs Baca? Baca rest the free, said the army. Baca rest the free. Delicious potato chips all around. Sweet potato chips. Deliciously put. These, this is why we have structure. Why does it always have to be structured? Why it can't be? Why it can't be no structure? Why you must know how to land? How you must know how to place yourself? How you must know how to shrimp out? How you must know how to bridge? In different sports, you have jujitsu which is the shrimping out mechanism, which you have bridge, wrestling, which is the bridging mechanism. You have thoughts of glory, which is a naval mechanism. Thoughts of the stand-up, which is the placing the formats down. Thoughts of a trip, which is the Air Force mechanism. Why I forget about the Air Force? Because everybody forgets about the Air Force. They bring the heat, but no noise. They call for the boys, they call for the boys. Now you may have the distance with the shield, but let's say they land the shield. What do they say? They say, they say. They say, they say. Reason why we tweet, the reason why we ski, the reason why we go, huzzah, huzzah. The women, the women, tons of bears they will bring. The women, the women, all we get is the skin. Stunners the boy all around. That says the oh shot shooters never hit the ground. They say oh when it comes back suplex. How perplexing all that. Very perplexing, I guess. Yes. I might have said the answer was the delicious Marines. But suspiciously, it was always the Spartans. Always the Spartans. The Spartans learned shields. The Spartans learned the phalanx. The Spartans learned to wrestle. The Spartans learned what back in the day was the practicationness. They practiced. It was practicing, I'm pretty sure. They practiced these techniques. They practicing hardening their stomachs. They practicing 
sharpening their tools. They practice shaping their bodies and they practice making call signs that they all could remember. And the reverb land fantastic. So yeah, without further ado, I might have said Brett. I might have Brett Favre, one, Brett, Brett Brav, random quarterback position, but so did Michael Vick. But one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, who taught me to be no matter what class the. Best there was, the best there is, and the best there ever will be at making a C, perhaps C plus, perhaps, was, <laughs> was in fact, Brett the Hitman Hart. The best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. When I heard that, shades came over my eyes. I was like, those are the shades I want. Where can I get those at? That was the jacket I want. Where did they make those? And no matter what, my brothers knew. One day, we'll all make it. And that's Flavor House. And I've been been your host, Rolling Grams. And I do not take credit for this, this episode at all. So thank you for joining us on another exciting wrestle of day. The deliciously sweet potatoes. Good night.